And currently, we have 31 degrees in Appomattox, 41 degrees in Salem and Roanoke, 31 in Danville, 37 in Bedford, and 34 in Lynchburg. Well, Newt Gingrich was making the rounds yesterday. Uh, He was on Fox News talking about how Dems are going to become more and more panicked as the midterms approach. He seems pretty confident that the midterms are not going to go their way. Here's a a little bit of his interview that he did with Laura Ingram yesterday. Uh, Is this one big skit on, I don't know what, but I'd say Saturday Night Live, but that's not funny anymore. Joining me now is Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House and Fox News contributor. Newt, now, claims that if we focus on the economy, which that's not what we're just focusing on, but it's really important to voters, but if you focus on that, democracy is dead. Isn't it more accurate that the Democratic Party is sounding dead? Look, I I think the Democratic Party is breaking into two wings. One is weird and the other is insane. Uh, And from their standpoint, given what they believe in, uh, a Republican victory is a unthinkable, horrifying thing. I mean, we might control spending. We might return power to the people. uh, We might go for oil and gas independence. Uh, We might lock up criminals. I mean, we might actually expect schools to teach kids. I mean, there are a number of horrifying things, if you're a true left-winger, that we might be in favor of. So I sort of understand their anxiety. The problem they have is nothing they're doing is working. Uh, I just did a study yesterday when Joe Biden bought his most recent ice cream cone. It turned out that in the last uh, 10 months, ice cream has gone up 20%. So he was sort of the personal personification of inflation coming down the street. Uh, <clears throat> go, go through yeah, he, item he after item. He didn't pay item. for it. <laughs> uh, you know, you want more criminals on the street? You vote for Fetterman in Pennsylvania. You want to make sure that Biden continues to inflate the economy? You vote for Warnock in Georgia. You want to make sure that we have IRS agents but nobody on the border? You vote for Mark Kelly in Arizona. All this stuff is coming home, and that's why the next three weeks you'll see, I think, you'll see the Democrats grow more and more panicked. Well, I hope he's right. They are they are really beating the drum of Roe v. Wade. They're counting on the fact that it's more important for women to be able to kill their babies than it is to feed the children that they are willing to have. That's the bottom line right there. Uh, but here is an interesting thing that I read yesterday. Right ahead of the midterms, Black women voters say that their number one concern is the cost of living. The number one concern is the cost of living. So I think that says a lot. It's not Roe v. Wade. It's the cost of living that they're concerned about. Um, The number of black eligible voters has grown steadily in recent years. It's projected to reach 32.7 million by November. That's according to Pew Research Center report. Black women represent 53% of black eligible voters, slightly higher than all eligible voters. And we have been talking about for a couple of years now, Trey Watkins has come in. We've talked a lot about this, about how a lot of black people are walking away from the Democratic Party. They don't feel like they're, they're being listened to. Same thing with Latinos. And uh, the thing about it is, you know, 
black women, just like all of us, are not single-issue voters. But right now, with the economy the way it is, we may all basically be single-issue voters because people are to the point now where they're just trying to survive. Businesses are just trying to survive. So, I I don't know. Um, Apparently, I'm having mic issues. I'm getting texts that I'm having mic issues. I can hear me too. If you all are still having issues, let me know. Oh, he says it's better now. We switched microphones. It should be better now. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I we, think, I, are we bringing like bad juju in? I don't know. I think you brought the bad juju in because I wasn't having any mic issues until I, you came on along, Friday sir. Night, I will say, I admit, <laughs> Friday night uh, when I was hosting the post game, pre-post game show for GF Football, which is right here this Friday on 100 point. Sorry, I banged the table. 100.9 WIQO, GF will be playing in a game against Heritage. Yes. Okay. So, so you were having issues then. We were having issues on Friday when I was hosting the East Coast Wings Girl Tailgate Show. So. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll switch switch gears again now that we've got the mics all fixed. So with black women, that seems to be their number one concern. But again, not single issue voters. Uh, these are the five issues they say will dominate the 2022 midterm elections. I want to know what your main issues are in the midterms. 434-248-0704. You can text it or you can uh, call us 866-916-3776. Do you agree with Newt Gingrich or do you think that the Dems have it wrapped up? Um, the five issues they're saying uh, is going to be Economy, Afghanistan, abortion, Donald Trump, crime, COVID. They think that's going to be involved. Do you think? I don't know that I think COVID is necessarily no. necessarily agree with that. I one. don't. I, and I think people just, are putting that in their rearview mirror. This is this might be just because I don't know as much, or I'm not as as well researched right now. But uh, I don't know why Afghanistan's even up there right now at this point, given. Everything like I would other argue than Ukraine, the fact that Ukraine he's right more... in Russia. Well, his foreign policies in general, I think, are of a major concern to most people. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't handle things very well. And then we have the incident that happened uh, yesterday, where we've got Russia flying near the Alaskan border, and we have things like that going on. Um, it is not a great time to have Joe Biden as the commander-in-chief, for sure. We have my good friend Dale on the line. Good morning, Dale. Hey, good buddy. And you too, Janet. Hey. (laughs) You love me. You know you do. (laughs) I'm your Lex Luthor. Don't forget that. I know. I know. But everybody's got to have one. Well, you just told me to call about the uh, the election thing. And let's go with, let's take an old Democrat... uh, Election point, election speech from Clinton. It's the economy, stupid. <laughs> See, but he's not talking about that. When he comes out and does a speech, Dale, he's talking about how great he's done with the economy. Well, I'm talking about Clinton. Clinton, back in the day to get elected, his main campaign thing was, is the economy, stupid? Oh, and he got I, elected on that. Right, I know. But what I'm saying so, is... This one is clueless about the economy. Well, he's clueless. I'm saying the Republicans should go ahead and use Clinton's 
saying it's the economy, stupid, and vote <laughs> and run on the economy. And That's and great. like my wife sits here and says, every time she hears this nonsense when they talk about abortion and women, like as if every woman is pro-abortion. Right. There and is, I don't think half women are pro-abortion. I think it's less than that. There is an assumption out there that that all women, uh, because they think they've sold that line of of abortion as health care so well, that all women are going to buy into that, and we simply do not. Well, ask the baby if it was health care. Health care is supposed to make you healthy, not make you dead. Right. Well, uh, like I say, we, we've got a, um event coming up on the 29th. We're going to be talking to those things. Um, it seems like people, even good people, are afraid to stand for life anymore. Do you know they had to go to like four different churches just to get anybody to hold the rally? That's sick. It, you cannot it, call yourself a Christian or a Christian church if you don't. If you're not anti-abortion, if you don't protect life in the womb, I'm sorry, you're not a Christian in my eyes. Well, they'll Number say they'll say they life. are, but they don't want to offend anybody. Well, I mean, <laughs> Jesus had no problem offending people, right? <laughs> that, that, exactly, not with truth. I mean, you know, right. you speak well, the, the truth, truth is, you do it in a, a loving baby. way. <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, the truth is, it's a baby. I mean, I heard a little bit of a story yesterday that at a a, a, a press conference or whatever with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> she, was, she was talking to somebody, another reporter, a reporter shouted out, talking about the abortion thing. She said, what about the life of the baby? Don't the baby have a right to life? And of course they ignored it, wouldn't answer that. Of course they didn't. Of course they wouldn't. And I had this, I had this conversation with a young person this weekend uh, where, where they were saying, you know, scientists don't agree on when life begins. The majority of scientists do agree when life begins. And many of them would say, even even if it's created in a petri dish, that's when it begins. Is in the petri of dish. Of course, life life is the reproduction of cells and the splitting of cells, and that is from the moment of conception. That right, is life. Right, I I agree. I hope that a lot of people are going to show up at Calvary Baptist Church, and kudos to them for being bold enough to host this. How pathetic is that that I have to say that? Um, it's going to yeah. be on the 29th of October at noon, and I hope a hun- ton of people are going to show up and uh, speak up for life at that event because it's really important. So, um, Nail, thanks so much for calling. You know I appreciate you. You know I love you, even though we don't always agree. <laughs> We're like family. You have to argue about stuff. We're Pennsylvania family. That's right. And and you know what? At the end of the day, we hug it out, so it's all good. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Oh, we'll, all right. We'll be, we'll be back with uh, more here on The Morning Jam. Oh, we're so glad you're joining us. And uh, we're going to be talking about when is it appropriate to stop serving at a restaurant? There's, you're not going to believe this next story. We'll have it coming up. It's on the right foot. And listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Well, welcome back this morning to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. We've been getting your text in about what you're most concerned about with uh, with as far as the midterms are concerned. 
every single person has said the economy, the cost of living, uh, all of that is the number one concern. I can't imagine that that's not the number one concern for most people um, right now with uh, with the way costs are. Uh, I was watching an interview yesterday and somebody was complaining about the cost of like hot dogs, which is typically a pretty cheap meal. And a pack of hot dogs was almost eight dollars. I mean, a, a thing of butter now is almost six dollars. Ice cream is through the roof. Uh, like everything is just so crazy. And then you've got the idiots who are uh, standing in the dairy aisle, you know, pouring milk out six dollars at a time. I, it's, just, it's just crazy. Um, so we asked you earlier this morning, at what point does a restaurant need to stop serving? All right. Um, Seems like a fair, normal question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince George County. There's a restaurant named Jasper's that remained open even though they had a dead body in the bathroom for hours. Did they know the dead body was in there? I think so. I think they did. Pretty sure they did. I mean, how do you not know? First of all, restrooms get used a lot. Um, but if it's like a single and it's locked and no one notices, that that could be a way no one noticed it. Well, let's find out. That's um, a good call. Prince George County Police said they received a call around 6.30 for a woman unconscious inside the Largo Jaspers. Medics who responded to the scene said that the deceased patron most likely died of a heart attack. According to the report, the woman's bathroom was closed off to customers and the men's bathroom was open for everybody to use. Oh, so they knew. They absolutely knew. Jasper's was full, the report said. The tables were still being seated while the woman lay dead in the restroom. (laughs) Stop. One of the managers told Fox 5 that the restaurant was protecting the family's privacy. It's not something we're accustomed to. I guess not. Uh, At the moment, we thought we were doing the right thing. And we realized maybe we were wrong. The owner said the coroner did not arrive for two hours. Come on, man. You You know, honestly, honestly, my first thought of is like, this would be something Mr. Krabs would do in SpongeBob. (laughs) Well... Well, that's true. Or weekend at Bernie's. I don't know. Yeah, we'll um, go weekend at Bernie's. So, am I? I don't know. I, like, I don't even know. It's a very difficult thing. Playing devil's advocate. Restaurants are struggling, okay, to make it right now. Can they afford to completely shut down for for a whole night? I want to know if people think this was inappropriate that they stayed open or are you? Do you think they that it was okay that they did that? Four three four two four eight zero seven zero four is our text number. If you want to call and talk about it, eight six six nine one six three seven seven six. The owner, the owner said that the coroner didn't arrive for two hours. They removed the body from a side door. Uh, if they feel we disrespected them, that's not our intention. Um. All right. Hold on. Bear says, you only stop serving when there's a health danger. 
that seems like a health danger. He he I, says he says otherwise no harm no foul. Keep those tables turning. I think bears work the restaurant industry. I, I will before. say this: they mentioned the privacy. Like I understand maybe the idea being like. If we had to shut it down, it would cause a scene, and then everyone would know what happened, and then that that would be like, let's say the family hasn't been notified yet, and then someone who's there knows that person, and then they would tell the family. Well, I think, I think they were offended okay. because the manager said they felt horrible about what happened. They are in the process of trying to find the woman's family members to apologize and see how they can best support them. Uh, the casual chain dining spot was slated to open for regular business hours on Thursday. They did release a statement apologizing to customers. Last night, one of our customers tragically passed away within our establishment on behalf of our ownership, management, and staff. We send the sincerest and most heartfelt support. We'll be reaching out to the family to see if there's any way we can support them at this time of grief. Uh, we immediately contacted county authorities, followed their protocol under the authorities' guidance. We closed the area to patrons until emergency services could arrive and followed the direction of the authorities. I don't know. Uh, that's. I mean, look, I don't envy their their position. That was a very difficult position. Yeah. That they were in. So I'll I'll give them that. A very difficult position. So. I don't know. In the meantime, um, we have James Corden, who was banned from a apparently a very fancy restaurant in New York City. Apparently, he and his wife really like to go to expensive restaurants, so they're frequent flyers there. Makes sense, given his perception. Well, restaurateur Keith McNally whose restaurant has been featured in, like, Sex in the City and places like that. I mean, this is a very high-end restaurant. Uh, he took to Instagram and said that Corden has been banned from his upscale New York City eatery. James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man, he said. The most abusive customer to my servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. I very seldom have had to 86 a customer. Today, I 86 Corden. He did not make me laugh. What does 86 mean? Like 86, like he's out of here. Got it. You got to 86 him. Um, he said there was not one, but two separate incidents where uh, James Corden behaved badly. The late, late, late show uh, apparently had the first incident where he found a hair in his food. And this is what he said. Get us another round of drinks this second and take care that all of our drinks are so far covered. This way I may not write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like that, he told the floor manager. On the second occasion, which allegedly occurred on October the 9th, Corden's wife, Julia, was dining with Corden for brunch when Carrie found, now listen to this, he found a little bit of uh, egg white mixed into her egg yolk omelet. So because she saw a little egg white, she demanded to have another one made. <laughs> Sounds like there is a lid for every pot. Uh, the server allegedly brought a new meal, but the kitchen included home fries instead of the salad that his wife had ordered. 
He said, you can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should just go to the kitchen and cook the omelet myself, he yelled at the server. First of all, James, the server didn't make the omelet, you idiot. So don't yell at the server. For all of you out there, don't yell at the server. If your food's late, chances are it's the kitchen and not the the server. Representatives for Corden and McNally did not immediately respond to a request. Um, McNally's known for having several celebrity guests. Now, I also read that James Corden issued an apology, and perhaps he's been reinstated. So I haven't I haven't followed up on that, but it seems as though uh, after he responded and apologized, that maybe they had a, a change of heart. Apparently, he called and apologize profusely. Having effed up myself more than most people, I strongly believe in second chances. So if Corden lets me host his late, late show for nine months, I'll rescind his ban, he said. Well, good news <laughs> is he's leaving the late, late show, right? Like at the end of the year? I don't, well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, he says, um, anyone magnanimous enough to apologize to a deadbeat layabout like me doesn't deserve to be banned, especially... My restaurant. Come back to the five and dine. Uh, Jimmy Corden. Jimmy Corden. All is forgiven. So five maybe and dine, they made they're up. Stealing a name from you. Well, mine's five and dine. D I N E. Okay. So he's referring to the come back to the five and dime. Jimmy Dean. Dime. Oh. The um, Broadway show. That's what he's referring to. Gotcha. You young whippersnapper, you. All right, coming up, we've got WDBJ7 on the way. We'll take a look at your chilly forecast. And we thank you for listening to The Morning Jam. Currently, we have 35 degrees in Lynchburg, 37 in Bedford, 42 in Roanoke and Salem, 30 in Danville, 31 in Appomattox. And there are freeze warnings everywhere. Isn't that crazy? Ugh, that happened quickly. I don't know. I don't like it. All right. Uh, We have uh, a Roanoke woman who has been identified in a Botetot County road death there. Uh, On October 8th, Botetot County Sheriff's Office responded to Botetot Road for the report of a deceased female. They arrived at the scene and found her lying in a gravel lot. Detectives said, They soon found the victim's car was abandoned and burned in a secluded area of Bath County. The body of the female victim was taken to the medical examiner's office in Roanoke. An autopsy was performed. The manner of death was ruled suicide. The office of the medical examiner has identified the victim now as Elizabeth Hensley of Roanoke. They say this case was not random, but that the public should not be deterred from their daily activities. Detectives continue to ask for any information anyone may have in regard to this case. And they say, if you do know anything, reach out to the Botetourt County Sheriff's Office. Roanoke County is seeing a significant turnout for early voting. Early voting is underway with plenty of interest in local and federal races. Director of Elections for the city of Roanoke, Andrew Cochran, says more people have been heading to voter registration offices to cast their votes during Virginia's no- before Virginia's November 8th election. Uh, he was actually surprised by it. 
It was a, a dreary morning uh, this morning when the interview happened, but we had a lot of people come by in person, and several people come by and put them in the Dropbox in our lobby, Cochran Cochran said on Monday. Monday was also the last day for traditional voter registration, according to the Virginia Department of Elections. Voters may register after this date, though Election Day, and vote using a provisional ballot. Political science expert uh, Karen Hunt says in-person turnout across the Commonwealth will likely be substantial. So it's cool to see uh, the deadline to apply for a ballot by mail is February, October 28th, which is a week from Friday. And registration offense will be open Saturday, October 29th for early voting and on on again on Sunday, November 5th, the last day of early voting. So good to see people take advantage of that. And obviously, uh, you know, these are the elections where you don't see turnout, you know, even if it's midterm, like it's nothing like a presidential election. And you could argue that these these elections have substantial effect on your day to day life compared to what what you'll see from uh from a presidential election because your city councils, your state state legislators. Every if, bit, if more so. I, think, I, it's the I, more I think it's the most, yeah, I agree. I think it's the most most important because, you know, in, in reality, what happens in Lynchburg, what happens in Roanoke, and what happens in the state affects your day-to-day life compared to what happens in Congress. There's definitely a trickle-up thing, too. When, when your constituents are in one voice in that uh, municipality, then uh, you're, what those higher-ups start paying more attention. I've, I've always thought that. Uh, Lynchburg Fire Department and Fire Marshal's Office are investigating the cause of a house fire that began yesterday and ended with one person dead. According to the Fire Department, fire crews arrived on Early Street around 8.30 for a structure fire and the possibility of a resident trapped inside. They say when the first crews arrived, they found fire just inside the front door with heavy smoke throughout the rest of the home. Firefighters worked to beat the fire while other crews completed the search of the residence, says reports. Officials say they found one occupant deceased under the stairwell while another resident was able to escape prior to firefighters arriving but was injured when trying to re-enter the home. Lynchburg Fire Department says the injured resident has been transported to Lynchburg General. Uh, names and conditions, as well as the name of the deceased individual, have not been released at this time. The Virginia Department of Aging and Rehabilitative Services is asking older Virginians about services they need. Working across the Commonwealth, the agency supports older Virginians, including local origins of aging. Marcia DeBose, Deputy Commissioner in the Division for Community Living at the Virginia Department of Aging and Rehab Services, said information will help the agency plan for services for the next several years. The survey will take about 15 minutes to complete, and you have until October 27th, so a week from tomorrow, to fill out all your responses are confidential. So it's uh, something kind of uh, interesting going on to help uh, older people who, uh, who need services, which is always always an issue you know from caregiving to you know transportation whatever it may be there's a there's a survey out there for you so um pretty uh pretty important i'd say yeah yeah very much so uh our numbers are uh, 434-248-0704 and uh, we also have our toll-free number 866-916-3776 uh getting lots of uh of text this morning uh bear texted in and said some of the people of ukraine have no electricity no water no heat Uh, that's bad but that's war here at home we have some of our own 
in as bad or worse shape, and I'm not speaking of the homeless, but of the lost families of Appalachia here in our region, of our region, uh, no new stories every hour. Uh, why? So tell me specifically the areas that you're you're talking about, Bear. Are you talking about people who don't have, like they don't even have electricity in their home? You need to enlighten me about this because you're right. There's not a lot of of news stories out there. Uh, you have to wonder as much hardship as this economy has been, and it and it is on everyday families. What is it doing to, you know, people who are, there are people out there who are too proud to, as they don't want the government's help for anything. And I think they're genuinely suffering in ways that maybe they, they haven't before. So send that in to me, Bear. I'd like to know exactly who you're, who you're talking about uh, in those cases and what can we do to make that better? Uh, There's a Christian physician assistant who is suing Michigan Health for being fired after objecting to trans procedures. Uh, She served 17 years. 17 years she worked as a physician assistant for Michigan Health. She filed a lawsuit against her former employer last week after they allegedly terminated her because of her sincerely held religious beliefs regarding gender. She says she's heartbroken. She spent the last 17 years with patients and families and co-workers who I sometimes spent more time with than I did my own family. And they've just taken that away. They took away the relationships that I had built up and the people who trusted me for their care. And it was something that could have easily been accommodated based on the University of Michigan's focus on being inclusive, she added. We'll get back to this story. We've got a phone call. All right. We got Alan on line one. Good morning, Alan. What you got on your mind? Hey, hey, yeah, I was just looking at real clear this morning, and it's it's looking uh, politics, and it's looking really good for us to win a Senate and and huge victories in Congress. I'm I go up there to Culpeper and everything, and uh, yes, little Vega, she's got signs up everywhere, uh, up in Gordonsville and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. think she's going to beat Spanberger. And I think they said the 10th district in Virginia is going to go to Republicans, too, from what I was looking at. But, I mean, Nevada, we it looks like we're going to win a Senate seat in Nevada. It looks like Oz, and uh, I think Oz is going to win. And it looks like Herschel Walker is like one point. That is crazy. Uh, if, if Herschel Walker ends up winning with all the stuff that's been going on in that campaign, mm-hmm. that's going to speak volumes, isn't it? It is. I, 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 I would almost put money on it. I was looking at it this morning because it looks like everything is trending up for Republicans if you look at each state. I mean, I think they're going to the be close. I really do. Um, I, think I don't think they are. I think Governor okay. Kemp's gone. I mean, why would you go into the boat? Uh-oh, you're breaking up. You, uh, happening. I, I think we lost it. Um, which that was my... That was my thing with okay. uh, the 2020 election um, in North Carolina. They they showed the governor went in the day after the election, but then they then it took them like two weeks or something to find out if Trump won. And I was like, that don't even make any sense. Um, but you know, it's just 
I think Walker is going to win. Oz is going to win. Looks like we might win New Hampshire well, and Nevada. I guess we'll know so, soon enough because, I mean, it's almost here. So I think it's going to be 54, 54 Republicans in the Senate. That's my, my From your my lips God. to God's ears, Alan. For, from your lips to God's ears. Uh, thanks for calling in this morning. Really appreciate it. Um, you know, Newt Gingrich said the same thing. We played Newt last hour. He says as more of these polls are coming in that the uh, libs are going to lose their mind because they're completely hanging all their hopes on fear-mongering over Roe versus Wade. That's all they know to talk about. So I, I think between the economy and stories like this one that we with, that we were just talking about, about this woman in Michigan who served 17 years as a physician af- assistant, and this is what they did to her. They allegedly terminated her after she sought religious accommodation that would exempt her from having to use transgender pronouns to refer to patients for transgender surgical procedures and drugs which she said violates the teaching of her faith. She claimed that while she was expected to affirm such theories in theory, she'd never encountered a situation with a patient that would have required her to do so. Lawyers with the First Liberty Institute, who are representing her, sent a letter demanding her reinstatement. They filed suit against the nonprofit health system on October 11th after it failed to respond. And she said uh, there was mandatory training that all employees had to take And two of the questions that year were very specific in confirming that gender was fluid and I had to select a box. It was, there was not an option for me to state my true beliefs or concerns. And I couldn't complete this mandatory test without answering the questions the way they wanted me to answer them based on their belief. And when she spoke up, they got rid of her. I was called evil. I was called a liar. Um, the meeting became hostile as I very compassionately gave my point of what concern my concerns were from a medical standpoint and my medical judgment um, and that I shouldn't be asked to compromise my faith for my job. She said she was stunned with the response and she still can't believe she lost her job. Behold our future, guys. That, that's exactly what it is. That yeah. It's, it's just turned completely crazy we got to go to break we'll be back when we come back when you hear them talking over the speaker at those big box stores and if they give out codes we don't know what those mean we just kind of keep on shopping but now we know what some of those codes mean we're going to tell you what they are when we come back on the morning jam your toast and on the radio at daybreak the morning jam 6 to 9 a.m we are the Morning Jam. And now, my mama told me you better shop around. Mm-hmm, you better shop around. Well, if you are shopping around, you chances are might hear those codes being, you know, announced over the store's intercom. That happens sometimes. Most of the time, I have no idea what they're talking about they'll say code blah 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 come to aisle 11 and i just keep on doing my thing like i always do but if you hear something come over the intercom you might want to pay close attention it may be more than a cleanup on all five 
Uh, on rare occasions, announcements are made using codes that only employees understand. The announcements are coded so that shoppers won't panic or cause further problems. Uh, this is according to a Newsbreak story that I read yesterday. A Walmart associate shared the ones that they're aware of, starting with code brown. That means there's been a violent act at the store. Typically, it'll be followed by instructions, but unless it is unsafe to leave, it might be your best interest to go ahead and get out, get you some distance there if you hear code brown. Brown isn't the only color code you might hear uh, in, in order to want to leave. There's a code orange. That means a chemical spill. I need to make a list in my phone. Uh, code red, that means there's a fire. <laughs> That's not good. Don't want to stick around for that. Uh, code blue is a bomb threat. I think I knew that one. Holy junk. One. No, I didn't know that one. Uh, code white is an accident of some type in the store. Code green means you've got an active hostage situation. Fun. I mean... <laughs> So, all right, wait, wait, wait. So, code brown. All right, definitely want to get out. How do you out. have an active hostage situation where, and they can give that code? Because, because they could be in a storeroom. It could okay. be, I mean, it could be anything. It could be somebody. But I feel like they would have the whole store shut down and they wouldn't be able to get that code out. That might be a way to get the code out so that they okay. can get the code out of there. Uh, that's all I'm saying. The only code that you probably don't want to leave on is code black. That means there's severe weather outside and they also say that not all codes are named after colors code adam now this one i guessed you know what code adam would be that's mm. named after a six-year-old adam walsh that means that there's a child missing in the store yeah. and you never ever ever want to announce that there's a, a child missing um I've, I've done a lot of events i've gone to events where they've taken a child up on the stage and they're like, this little girl's lost her mommy and daddy. If you're her mom and daddy, which is like anybody could come up and say they're her mom and dad. That's yeah. crazy. So that's a smart one uh, to use. Um, Sears in 1981, that was where Adam Walsh was abducted from. So it was in a, in a store. A code 300 or 99 followed by location is asking for security there are also codes that don't reflect danger and are just easier for employees to communicate. Code SPARK means more cashiers are needed up front. Code 10 is a wet spill. Code 20, a dry spill. Not worried about those. And code C is just means a customer needs assistance. But the brown ones, I'm definitely going to pay attention to now. Normally, I just turn those off, but I won't be doing that anymore. Thank you very much. I'll be paying attention. So, a Dem strategist is revealing Biden's plan to boost voter turnout come November. Now, we played earlier his speech from yesterday where he just spent most of his time putting all of his eggs in the Roe versus Wade basket. Uh, we covered earlier in the show, too, how Biden has flip-flopped from when he first uh, came into office uh, as uh, in the Senate and to where he is now, I mean, you couldn't have a voting record that's more opposite. Uh, now he is just all in for abortion. And uh, and he really goes out of his way to try to make people fearful, especially women, fearful about abortion. Uh, he's also harnessing the full powers of the presidency to help Democrats avoid a Republican landslide 
in November. He's hoping a series of executive actions are going to boost turnout for Democrats and kind of uh, keep back the GOP attacks. There's no question that Biden and the Dems are integrating what they can do uh, in the government with their midterm message. Biden, of course, in particular, has very low approval ratings, and he feels like he has to get out there and do something. I'm not sure that he's not making a bigger mess than he is helping um, younger voters helped propel Biden to a narrow White House victory, which may be why he's touting the Roe v. Wade. That seems to have changed, though, in recent weeks. A uh, recent poll conducted last week found the president's approval ratings rose three points over the past month to 46. That rise was largely driven by an eight-point jump in Biden's approval rating among voters under 45. The base is behind him in a way that they weren't a few months ago. Biden's use of executive authority to benefit Democrats also apparent when it comes to gas prices. Since last year, the White House has released millions of barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in an effort to lower gas prices. That tactic has mixed results as prices fell over the summer, but remain significantly higher than when Biden first took office. So he is definitely doing all he can to uh, make people think that the economy is going to be okay. Even his spokesperson is saying, oh, well, we're going to see some relief, but it's going to be after the first of the year in the hopes that people aren't going to vote on economy. But I can show you text after text that we've received this morning saying that the economy is absolutely the number one issue that most people are concerned with. And uh, we even saw that survey last half hour where black women say it's the economy that is propelling them uh, and is their number one issue when it comes to voting in the midterm. So we will see. But in the meantime, he is still promoting uh, Roe v. Wade, you know, pro-abortion. Oh, all abortions are going to go away and and, you know, you're not going to be able to get any health care. And if you're in the middle of a health crisis of a miscarriage, you're going to be turned away and you're not going to be treated in the hospital. I mean, it's really unconscionable what he's doing. Uh, in our next hour, we've got a special guest coming in, Sarah May. She's been on the show uh, before. Uh, she is one of the co-hosts of the Stand for Life rally that's going to be taking place at Calvary Baptist Church on October 29th. At noon, that's on Smith Street in Bedford. There's going to be a number of speakers there, and um, it's you know absolutely free to come. And they're going to be celebrating life and raising money to support the uh, Bedford Pregnancy Center. and uh, And they would love for you to show up. People need to show up. I'll be there. I'll be, I'm one of the speakers listed on that day. I'm very passionate about this subject, um, and we need to show that there are those of us who will protect the life of the unborn and that we will protect those who will not, cannot protect themselves. So we're going to be talking to them in the next hour immediately after our CBS News. And we also have Bill Trefero from our Roanoke News Desk. He's going to be getting you caught up to date on all things from the South Side, Roanoke, and the Lynchburg area. Thank you so much for joining us here on uh, the Morning Jam. We really appreciate it. I'm Janet Rose, and we'll be back.
You're listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA-FM Greta Danville.